Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Boys Sound Bad podcast, and we now welcome on a five-star kicking recruit and two-time Nebraska high school football state champion, Omaha Westside's Tristan Alvano. Tristan, thanks for being on, dude. Yeah, of course. Uh, my first question for you. Um, earlier this year, we had on AJ Tauber. He hit the walk-off home run for Millard West to win Class A. What's more impressive, a walk-off home run to win Class A state championship or a 45-yarder? Oh man, I, I, that's that's tough to pick. I don't know. Um, I think it sounds better if I pick AJ's, and I think uh, home run, <laughs> home run in that fashion was pretty cool. So I got, I'll give it to him. Okay, well, you're a good dude for that. Um, obviously, you've been a stud your entire high school career, um, but your claim to fame came two weeks ago when you went five for five, um, hitting field goals with a walk off forty five yarder to win the state title. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the support you've gotten over the past two weeks? Are you kind of like a celebrity now? Like, what's it what's it been like? I wouldn't say I'm a celebrity, but I mean, I think uh, I don't know. I think the for a few days after the game, the phone was certainly blowing up a lot, and I wasn't wasn't really used to that. I mean, um, I don't know. As a kicker, sometimes you're kind of forgotten about, and you know, just kind of, sometimes another guy. So I think it was a uh, it was a little shocking to have all that, all those messages and everything, but it was, it was awesome. Like it was just the support I got from around Westside and everything. And the fan base was just incredible. Was there anyone like crazy who reached out to you? who were like, Oh wow. Like wasn't expecting that. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, probably the like most well-known I'd say was probably, um, Marcus Zagorowski. That, that was, that was pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a great basketball fan too been been one of my whole lives so that's that, that was really cool that's really cool um can you take us through like the lead up to the kick like were you nervous like obviously you knew that moment was probably coming were you nervous were you confident like what was going through your head while you were waiting to kick it yeah I mean honestly like I wasn't I wasn't nervous like I just I was not thinking about like oh if I miss that we lose the state championship like I, that wasn't going through my head at all I was honestly just like filled with confidence I mean we've had four attempts we'd had four attempts prior to that the whole game and so like that's a lot as a kicker and like we'd made all of them so I trusted myself and the whole field goal unit and then you know Anthony our quarterback just came up to me and was like yeah I'm gonna get you in range like we're gonna get this done and then I think all the teammates everything and all the coaches that trusted me and then we just went out there and executed so kicking is kind of I mean it's a team thing like you gotta have a perfect snap perfect hold 
Um, your line's got a block. Talk a little about the kicking unit. Like were were those guys nervous? I think I read an article where your coach said that every, everyone was pretty calm, like they were ready for the moment. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, I thought they were pretty calm. I mean, uh, we just prepared. We've prepared all season, and you know, we we work on a lot of special teams, and I think we work on uh, more more of that phase of our game than anyone else in the state. And I think it shows on the field a lot. Um, and so I think we were just really almost battle tested. I mean, we work a lot on, you know, um, our, uh, field goal block, you know, just coming at our, coming at our, uh, guys and trying to, you know, block my kicks and everything. And so I think our guys were prepared for it. And, uh, I think they, uh, I mean, obviously Greta was going to bring pressure. And so they, uh, they'd expected it and they've they'd felt that before in practice and the preparation we'd done and so I think it was uh I think they were just ready for it and so are we yeah kind of just piggybacking off of like how how much more pressure is there with the recruiting process knowing you know opportunities could be limited if the offense is struggling you're not going to get a whole lot of attempts like a quarterback throwing passes so how much pressure does that go into recruiting just knowing that you might have pretty limited opportunities um I mean, I think a lot of colleges, uh, uh, in college, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of college, I think there's a lot of kicking opportunities rather than, you know, you get, you still get some high school coaches, um, that'll say like, oh yeah, we will, we'll never kick or we'll only use the inside like 30 yards or something where is that West side? Like I'm, I'm really fortunate. Like, um, like my coaches trust us. And obviously, like I said before, we, we work on the special teams a ton. And so, um, we really work on that phase of the game and they trust us to get it done. So like, we'll go out and attempt long field goals or short ones, you know, it doesn't really matter. And so I think it's similar to college and how, um, you know, we'll get a lot of attempts. And I think you, typically no matter the school, you'll get a lot of attempts, but I mean, um, obviously as a kicker, you always like to be on the field. So I'm hoping wherever I go, I can get some, some attempts on the field for sure. Absolutely. Growing up, you know, has it always been kicking for you? I feel like, you know, when you're playing football at a young age, the kicker isn't, you know, the most sought after position that kids want to play. Um, ha- have you been kicking like all your life? Uh, no, I, I've been, I've been a soccer guy and that's where the kicking comes from. I've been, I mean, I've played that since I was probably seven years old and I just started playing football my freshman year. And so it's okay. been, been, been pretty quick. And, um, I mean, this whole, I mean, up and at this point last year, I still wanted to play soccer in college. And so this whole recruiting process and everything was really, really relatively new to me. And I kind of learned something new and kind of, there's kind of a new experience, you know, every day or so. So it's, um, it's really cool. What's the farthest kick you've made? Uh, in game, I made a 57 earlier this year. 57. What about in practice? Um, I think the day before the state game, we, uh, uh, I, we, I made a 60 yarder and that was just like, that was live, like guys rushing and everything, but I don't really know the longest kick on my own. I mean, there's, I mean, like, I mean, obviously with wind, like I could get hit, smash some ball from really deep, but I mean, that doesn't do anyone any good. So, so I feel like kicking lately, especially in the pros, a lot of it is centered around like how far you can kick it now. Are you focusing on that in training? Like, are you trying to kick it as far as you can? Like, do you want to be able to move back to 65 plus someday? I mean, that's a great, that, that's obviously a great tool to have. And like, 
you know, anyone that can uh, hit a ball like that is is great. But I mean, honestly, the I think the biggest piece of it is of kicking is just consistency. Like, would you rather have a guy who's like ninety uh, percent from uh, fifty and in, or would you rather have a guy who's twenty uh, percent from sixty plus? You know, it kind of just depends really what you want, but. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously I work on my distance. I want to keep improving that. But, I mean, I'm just really working on the consistency and just hitting the same ball every time because it shouldn't matter what distance you are. You should want to hit the same type of ball every time, I think. You know, that's just that's just a consistency, consistency piece for me. Yeah, and then in high school, obviously you can use, like, the kicking tee for field goals. Why don't you use that, and how much further do you think you could kick with the kicking tee um i don't well so i used it last year as a junior um and then obviously like all the camps and everything i had to go to like uh last winter and this past summer like it was no tee because it was uh for recruiting purposes like obviously you got to kick without a tee and at the at the next level in college and so um obviously i was just and so they want to see you you know kick off the ground because it's quite a big transition and so Obviously, I was prepping for that last spring and everything, doing everything I could, and uh, just to get better off kicking off the ground. And uh, it felt just really natural to me, and I picked it up over time. And so I just wanted to stay with that, and you know, not mess anything up. And I was, I thought I was in preseason. I thought I was having more success off the ground than with the tee. So that's why that's why I stuck with. How much does it affect it? Do you think? Um, I think you. You may, yeah, I mean, it's no, no secret. You probably, from those long kicks, it certainly helps, I think. But I felt since I had been kicking off the ground, I was getting too under the ball. And so I wasn't getting as much distance. And so I just felt it was uh, better for me. But I'd certainly, I certainly, it certainly gives you a little more, a little more lift, obviously. But personally, I, I just, I love kicking off the ground now. So it's, I wouldn't trade that. We'll talk about the uh, recruiting process a little bit. So uh, obviously Mickey Joseph gave you a call after the game. That had to be super cool. You've been a ton of visits this year, right, to Iowa, Oklahoma, Iowa State, I believe, per my brief Twitter research. <laughs> um, yeah, can we uh, can we get a little insight on what you're leaning and any news you want to break to the podcast? <laughs> uh, I, I don't – I haven't made a decision yet on, you know, where I'm going to go, but I'm just really uh... – weighing out the process and everything i mean it's it, the process as a kicker is a little a little different than your know, normal positions it's a little little later and just kind of drawn out um just and you know not everything is a not everything's a full ride you know there's a lot of a lot of, it's really common to have preferred walk-ons and everything it's just kind of how it is because there's usually only one maybe two kicking scholarships on a team whereas there's um i mean a lot of the there's like five or six you know scholarship quarterbacks for example so i mean that's just it's just kind of how it is and just really waiting out the process and seeing uh where it is with me and my family and what we what we think's best yeah as a just a little advice as an unbiased husker fan i i you don't want to go to iowa that's that's all i got for you (laughs) (laughs) what happened on friday yeah he was there oh he was there yeah yeah, no, that was uh that was a great experience. I'd never been to that game in person, so it was really cool. Really cool seeing it. It was uh yeah, it was fun. How did the uh process go with Mickey? Did he just like call you up the next day? Yeah, so um 
we so I was in the locker room after the state championship game. We were we were pretty fired up in there, and uh, Coach Benning came up to me and was like, "Well, he was texting uh, Coach Joseph, and uh, Coach Benning came up to me and uh, he was like, yeah, uh, uh, Mickey just texted me and he says you're offered.'" I was like, "All right, well, that's <laughs> that's pretty cool." So I, I guess I kind of, I guess I kind of saw it coming, and then uh, the next morning uh, we uh, we have a we have an 8 a.m. pep rally because uh, we got to present our trophy in front of the school and everything. So that was, that was an early morning for sure. Um, but, and then I wake up and to a, again, coach Benning calling me, telling me that coach Joseph wants to get on the phone uh, as soon as possible. And so he calls me at like 7 a.m. Uh, and he just tells me that, you know, we, we offered you a preferred walk on a few weeks ago just because, you know, we wanted to, I really wanted to wait until I got to see you in person and uh, kick in person. And uh, we saw you last night and obviously had a, you know, a heck of a performance. And so we just said, we want, want you to stay in Lincoln and uh, offer you a f- full scholarship. So that was, that was a really cool moment. I don't. The, with the recent news about Matt Rule, you know, what what do you think about it? Um, I think I mean I think it's a pretty good hire. I mean, he's definitely got a definitely got a good resume. I mean, obviously I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him yet. I'm interested to get that opportunity, but I think uh I think it's a I think it's a good opportunity for him and uh just I think there's a lot to be fired up about down there in Lincoln. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, that's a great story. Love hearing from you. Um, We like to finish our interviews with the BDB six. So we're just going to ask you six rapid fire questions. Um, Just answer them as quick as you can. First thing that comes to your head. All right. Okay. All right. Who's your favorite NFL kicker of all time? Uh, Dustin Tucker. Classic. Uh, Leg day or arm day? Leg. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I didn't know. Uh, First thing you would buy with unlimited money. Uh, probably Ferrari. Okay, <laughs> love it. Uh, best sports memory. Um, let's go playing and watching. I I'm assuming I can guess the playing, but <laughs> uh, I think it's got yeah, it's got to be playing the uh, walking off the state championship game. I mean, that's just there's no better moment as a kicker for sure. And then watching. Oh gosh. Uh, um. Oh my gosh. I don't. I don't know. Oh. I'm a, I grew up as a huge Red Sox fan, so I think it's got to be uh, David Ortiz's grand slam against the Tigers in the, nice. the playoffs a few, few years ago. I was watching that, and I was, I was I, as a huge David Ortiz fan and Red Sox fan as a kid, that was awesome. That's a good one. Last one, where are you going to college? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Thought we'd get you. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Tristan, thank you. We appreciate it. Good luck wherever you go. Nebraska. Hopefully Nebraska. <laughs> Love to see you in Lincoln. Yeah. Love to see you in some red. <laughs> Thank you guys. I appreciate that. Yep. Thanks, man. We'll Thank see you, you later. All right. Thank you to Tristan. Awesome interview. Good kid. Absolute stud. Good kid. Would love um, to see him as yeah, a Husker. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the Huskers, boys. We're back. We're back. We're back. We uh, finally hired a coach, Matt Rule. Personally, Credit I'm to all me. in. Yeah, Trevin, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I just kind of called it from day one. Nobody had even thought about Matt Rule except for me. Just just saying. He was my number one guy from day you, number one. You called him when he was still coaching the Panthers. He was still a head coach of an NFL team, and I said, 
Should everybody needs to we, cheer for the Panthers yep. to lose. It's an incredible call by Trevor. I'm just doing my job as a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, I was on the fence about it until I heard him speak. Yep. Yeah, he, I was not on board until the press conference. Yeah, I mean, he just commands a room. Yeah. You can tell just a different vibe than Frost. You can tell he really wants to be there and is going to do everything he can to develop players more than just coach them. So I, I know rules, like, I know he's a good coach, but then before the press conference, I gave myself a little pep talk. I said, I'm not going to buy into it. It's still Nebraska. We just we always lose, no matter who's the coach. And I'm just I'm just not going to believe anything he says. And it lasted about five minutes of the press <laughs> conference. I was ready to just go. I'm like, I started looking at the schedule, running some projections, texted some guys. I want to go to Minnesota game. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I'm all in. He he did a great job. I'm definitely ready to run through a brick wall for him, and I'm officially all in. Not sure why it took yep. so long. Officially all in for officially me, too. Officially all in. What? I don't know why it took so long to announce. Yeah, uh, there's probably a bunch of contract <laughs> stuff he had to figure out. Yeah, he, I guess he, had anchors, he said he had other offers, too. Yeah, yeah I think have, he got offered Auburn, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I think he did. And he Yeah, the, the NFL firing contract whole deal is yeah it's got very confusing so what i like the most is like he wants to be here which you can really tell i mean he even said he could be back home in charlotte playing golf every day and still getting paid 40 million for the next three years and he he decided to come here he had other offers and he just loves the history Mm -hmm. the passion and he's gonna work hard you see he tweeted this morning yep he said gbr picture of the stadium at 5 a.m He's ready to roll. I love that. So <sighs> more we, of that, please. Yeah. We interviewed thirteen coaches. Yep. He was one A. He was one A. Do we, we got our guy? Uh, we got our guy. I think it's the I right don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know if one A is true. Um, I think he was top three. I would say top three. I think I think Kiffin was probably up there. Saban. I, I think Fickle was Saban was up there. Yeah. Fickle. I don't and think Fickle wants to go somewhere. He has to completely rebuild. Because yeah. Cincinnati was still good. They weren't, obviously, playoff playoff team. Yeah. But it by was by no means a, like, rebuild. And I think Wisconsin is kind of the same way. It's They had a down year, but still it doesn't take a whole lot to get that program turned around where here it's going to be a grind. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be liked. Yeah. If you struggle. And I liked how Rule came out and said, he was like, you know, he knows it's going to be hard. And he was telling people, like, don't expect it to happen overnight. Because yeah. you can't turn a program well, like it. could. You could. You never know. Have you seen our schedule? That's, That's what we, we have, said do last have a good opportunity. Pretty yeah. easy again. <laughs> I thought this year, worst case was eight and four. Yeah. Yeah. And we went four and eight. I said, conservatively, we would have seven wins. Yep. And yeah. But um, we hired a yoked strength coach. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm excited for that. Our strength and conditioning coach did not look like he knew what he was doing. No, not at all. And this guy is jacked. Yeah, yeah. His veins are. I mean, you need a strength coach who looks the part. Correct. If nothing else, for vibes on the sideline. Yeah. 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 Intimidation factor too. Intimidation factor. His arms are huge. Um. Did we officially hire Marcus Satterfield from 
Yes. South Carolina? Or is it official so. or is that just I haven't seen that. Okay. Oh, maybe not official. Some other guys official. have been official though. That's one one thing I don't love is he's kind of starting to hire his buddies and guys he knows, which I mean maybe they are good worrisome. coaches, but that's exactly what Frost did. Mm-hmm. Brought in his buddies from UCF and a little worries me a little bit. Yeah. The Yukon running back coach I saw. I did see that. Yeah. Love we that. Yeah, we should have kept our Apple White. He's a stud. He got from TCU, I think. He got AJ Allen to come here. He was very good. So I think he's gone. But um first time beating Iowa since yeah. 2014. Oh, yeah. is I forgot it? about that. Yeah. Huge win. Um just really sent the seniors off on a good note. Yeah, it was exciting. It was a good weekend. It was a great weekend. Great weekend for Oscar football. Padilla. Padilla. Yeah, yeah. He's also transferring. Former, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He had the transfer portal. Former former down bad of the podcast. Can't, when, uh, can't imagine a school who doesn't want him. <laughs> I remember their offensive coordinator, Ferenc, said, "Like, oh yeah, what's the what's the downside in bringing in Padilla?" And he's like, "Or Padilla." And he's like, "What's the upside?" Yep, yep. Tough for him. Uh, saw a rumor that Rattler might be following uh, <laughs> South Carolina. That was Odyssey. a pure rumor. <laughs> I think that's a bad one. He's not that good. I get like you said, ride the hot hand. I'm. Better I'm than, all in on Spencer Rattler. Yeah, he's actually. better than freaking Purdy or yeah, and yeah. Smothers or any of our backups if Casey leaves. The problem leaves. is Matt Rule is such a culture guy that it's he's the worst fit for a quarterback because Rattler is what can I do for myself? Like He's not going to come here and want to be in a quarterback battle if Casey stays. True. Yeah. He's going to want I'm the starter. That's fair. And I think if he's not, if he comes here and he doesn't get the job, he's just going to be a locker room cancer. Like, if you watch him on that Netflix show, he's just such a douche. Yeah. And he threw for one less touchdown and one more pick than Casey. Mm-hmm. Had two big wins, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm out on Ralph. <laughs> like, if we would have had him last year, I yeah. would have been fine. But um, Other sporting... Sporting news. The USA moves on to round yeah. the round of 16. Yeah, we love that. We love that. It's um, called soccer. I saw a really cool thing, just a, just a vibe thing, because you, you feel this with the boys. Um, 92% of the money was on mm-hmm. USA money line. Yep. That's the definition of just riding with the team and riding with your boys. And it was, it was awesome to see... Um, Pulisic. With Pul- a, he literally left his nuts out on the field. He did. He did. <laughs> he sacrificed everything, everything for a goal. Um. So we got Netherlands. The, the Dutch. On, Netherlands. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, if you're listening Tomorrow. to this yeah. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday at 8 a.m. Great, great day on Saturday for sports. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, a cancel, it's Friday. Cancel your plans type of day. Yeah, I have a lot of plans that day, which sucks. Oof. Yeah. You'll cancel them. Yeah, well, maybe I'll cancel maybe. Them. A little sick. Yeah. Come down with a little cough. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to the down bads. Do you guys have any good ones? Jordan, yeah. you want to start? My down bad is the Washington Commanders. Um, So they bought Sean Taylor's Memorial Day again. Oh, yeah. Mm. So last year they did like a field logo on the sideline. Not where you would think that you would do that. Mm-hmm. This year they were said that they were going to reveal a statue. Mm-hmm. 
everybody was like, yeah, he deserves that. Yep. They rolled out what looks like a Nike store outlet mannequin. I actually didn't see this. I saw a lot on Twitter about it, but so I didn't actually see the... It was just like... It wasn't even like a full... like It wasn't even a mannequin. It was like wires. Ooh. So he was... The statue was wearing a Nike jersey. Sean okay. Taylor never played in a Nike uniform. <laughs> That's true. Reebok pants. Ooh. And Adidas soccer cleats. <laughs> oh. Hmm. So if they were going to go like... Nike is the sponsor. We're going to go all Nike. Yeah. Would have made sense. Still sure. would have kind of been weird because he never actually wore Nike. But I understand that's the, you know, sponsor. You got to do it. But it's just like, it couldn't have been worse. Yeah, not great. No, it was just like, how do you mess it up twice? Because it's the commanders. Yeah, commanders. I can't think of their name anymore. It's just like, you need to hire a PR person that is smart enough to realize this is so dumb. <laughs> like, this is going to be such a bad thing we do. How do you it, not realize? It would have been better to do nothing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. At, the commanders are down bad. Commanders are down bad. Good one. Always are. Trev? Uh, yeah, mine is nothing specific that happened, but my down bad is Oklahoma football fans. Just because it was a tough year for them. I saw a tweet that just kind of summarized it all. Caleb Williams moves on to USC. He's about, uh, probably going to win a Heisman. I'm guessing he's the favorite because he's yeah. had a yeah. good year. Lincoln Riley's on the verge of reaching the college football playoff at USC. And then Rattler, who we just talked about, beat Clemson and then South or in Tennessee in mm. two consecutive weeks. So just a tough – I imagine if that was Nebraska fans and, like, all our coaches and players moved on and then just started succeeding. Kind of like Adrian. We experienced that with yeah, Adrian. But times three for that. Yeah. Just feel for Oklahoma fans. Shout out James Draws. What happened? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. But uh, And the thing with Oklahoma fans is they were, like, completely – like, they were, like, yeah, like, Lincoln Riley isn't a good coach. Mm-hmm. They're like he he's not going to succeed in the SEC. That's why he's going to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's never going to like be anything. And they were fine with Caleb Williams leaving. And I mean, he's like, I he's a heavy favorite. Like, n- yeah. absolutely no value at this. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then their season was pretty bad too. They started out good, killed a really good Nebraska team on the road, mm-hmm. and then what they ended six and six. Yeah, easy under. They were probably goal. they were probably top ten at some point, weren't they? When they beat us, yeah. I bet they, they were. Yeah, tough. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, their win total was like nine and a half. Just weren't even close. No, mm-hmm. no. not even close. That's a good one, Oklahoma. Yeah. What happened? For him. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, my down bad is the Liver King. Ah, I saw this. Yep. You I guys obviously this. know you didn't okay. I know Do you know who, who the Liver is. King yeah, is? Yeah. Okay. So he he created this whole brand and lifestyle of being like all natural and eating liver and it's only like, meat. Only meat, like carnivore type diet. Um it came out and obviously he's just shredded like yeah. jacked. Um came out the other day, I think it might have been today actually. Um, he is using steroids. That was like oh. the easiest no dev. The easiest no dev of all time. Not only was he using steroids, he was using twelve thousand dollars a month 
for steroids. That's just his uh, like schedule for taking all of it was leaked. I don't know how, but um, came out and now he's his whole brand is destroyed. He's a he's a big fat liar. So mm. I had listened. PMT had him on. Yeah, and they talked to him about like all this stuff and like. He talks about how he like doesn't sleep on like a normal mattress and like their bedroom there are no like waves that get in like they don't have their phone. He's just such a weird guy and it was like they asked him if he does PEDs and he was like he said some like stupid acronym saying like he was all natural. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. But it's like if you look at him it's but like there's no way. No shit you're using steroids. Yeah. You're like He's huge, and he also, I think, said like he doesn't use deodorant. Yeah, he is, has like a yeah. natural musk. Or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, but uh, he is down bad. His career's over. Yeah, but he kind of built his career up, probably pretty steady enough that it's not a bad idea. Just, just have a <laughs> wild idea, take some roids, build up your popularity. Yeah, make I mean, it obviously, money. Worked. you could. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's cut this. What do we want to? What do we want to do? Uh, uh, think about it for your next business idea. I already have um, a killer business okay. idea that we'll we'll get <laughs> to later. Steroids. Well, we gotta we gotta brand it somehow. Oh, so like, that yeah, but that's the start of a yeah start of a business. It doesn't have to be steroids, but something where you just totally lie to everybody and then build your way up, build yeah. a fan base. Yeah. Hope it doesn't come out, but if it does, have a steady enough start that you're fine. Make enough money. Who cares about the reputation? Really yeah, he's fine now. Like, yeah, he hasn't. If this yeah, you could just buy an island and move out there and yeah. live peacefully. If this would have happened like a couple months into his whole shtick, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have ruined him. It's a yeah. risky take, though. It is, and it paid off. It paid off hmm. very well. Something to think about. So maybe <gasps> he's. Nah, oh, no, no, oh, no. Oh? <laughs> Go could ahead. get me fired. I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fired from your job. Had something to do with taxes. Oh, okay. Well, not paying them? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Just don't pay them. Yeah, yeah. Just don't pay them. Uh, yeah, but Liver King's down bad. Chris? Thanks. Good one. Chris filled okay. in his role of producer by not showing up. <laughs> It actually nothing, so nothing new if you're uh, familiar He's with the podcast. Been here fits the job description perfectly. He was he was here for the interview actually. So yeah, last yeah. night, um, but not here tonight. He might show up later. He, he also maybe. asked us to push it back. Yeah, that kind of pissed me off because <laughs> I, <laughs> I work like five minutes from here, yeah. and we normally start at six. I'm like, yeah, I can kill a few minutes, but then he wanted to push 30. it back thirty minutes. I'm like, what do I do? Who do you think he is? Yeah. He comes here a producer. 25% of the time anyway, and now he's wanting us to move it back. It worked for me because I came from Omaha, but true. I was also here at like 6. Yeah. I yeah. beat him here. That from is true. Omaha. And he's still not here. What time is it? I mean, he did. 6.43. Yeah, nice. He did learn Classic. from Max, so. Yeah. <laughs> not the best Not the best habits to. And Max learned from Luke. Luke just But Luke was steady. He was steady, but then he just left the yeah, state. Yeah, he didn't really give us a warning. So he left our time zone. Yeah. That was tough. Oh, well. Anyway, we've got a great week of championship football. Power 5 conference championships. Um, We're going to cover all of them. Yeah. A lot of these are, like, meaningful, too. Yeah. A lot of them mean Obviously, you know, 
every team wants to win a conference title, but some of these like don't matter. Like the ACC yeah. doesn't really matter. Mm-mm. The Big Ten, you could argue, doesn't matter a ton. No, not a lot. But you get to the Pac-12 and the Big 12, it's everything is on the line. Yeah, it it's going to be fun. The world. Uh, let's start with the Big 12. Um, K-State at TCU. TCU's favored by two and a half. Over-under is 62. Um, TCU just keep, they keep winning. Uh, last week they had a pretty convincing win over Iowa State, but um, they just find a way to get it done. Are they are they going to do it this week? Yep. They yeah. Have, you think so? I just, like, at this point I can't keep doubting them and thinking that it's going to pay off mm-hmm. because the spread is small enough to where, like, I don't know. It makes you think that, like, you're dumb to take TCU because it's, like, this is just free money. Yeah. And 82% of bets are on TCU, which people think is free money. Yep. And so TCU is 2-3 and three in the last five games they've played. They're also 1-4 against the spread. And the under is 4-1. and one. So that's just a couple stats to... Under four and one. At. Interesting. TCU's only one and four against the spread. Uh, in their last five against K State. Oh, against K. Okay. Oh, against yeah. K State. Okay. All these are just against their opponent. But I mean, with TCU being at three, does that mean they could lose? That's what I was going to ask. Is there a way that TCU loses? Oh, this I don't know. They still make it in. I feel like I, them being at three says yes. Yeah. I mean, their strength of schedule is pretty – like, the Big 12 is tough. Every yeah. team there yeah, cause is have, good. And what helps them is they played all the good – like, they played the good teams. Yeah. Where, like, in the Big t- Big 10, like, Michigan has a cakewalk now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that was something I wanted to look at because I felt like – I didn't know what the rankings were. In. I knew that top four was pretty much set. But them being at three really leaves them in a good spot where it's all- Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think the conference championships suck for – I mean, they're fun. They're always good games. But for the playoff situation, when it was only four teams, it just meant – like right now, if it ended right now, it would be perfect. All these these top four pretty – I mean, USC, Ohio State might have some debate, but these teams kind of deserve it. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's pretty – nobody would complain if it was these four. But then if – USC goes out and loses. If TCU goes out and loses, there's going to be all this debate, and it'd yeah. just be it's going to be chaos. It sucks because TCU's playing with everything to lose, mm-hmm. while Ohio State doesn't even have to play. Yeah, and they and can still Alabama. get in. Yeah, and Bama, they're just sitting on the sidelines. It's like I don't know. And what? say TCU loses like week four to Baylor or something. Yeah, they would have a much better shot of getting in exactly. than if they lose this game. Do you yeah. do you think that's true at like almost every conference? Because I, I was thinking about this. Is it better, like, if you lose in week four to say, I don't think, obviously, TCU and Texas didn't play in week four, but say TCU loses to Texas in week four. They lose a close game, and then they win out. Mm-hmm. And it, it all depends on what the other three, like the other basically six spots do. Because yeah. obviously if Alabama and Ohio State have – one's undefeated one has one loss or they both have one loss you probably give them the nod because their strength like that's more a name brand at that point mm-hmm. where 
if they lose now, is it better? I don't know. I feel like the later you lose, it probably hurts you more. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I, but I agree with that. I don't know. I feel like the playoff committee really need – they are cheering hard for TCU yeah. and <laughs> USC. Mm-hmm. They don't want to mm-hmm. make these they decisions. Don't make these, yeah. Because, I mean, if they both lose, it's pretty easy. Yeah, but even – I know there's not really a debate between Ohio State and USC. They're both one-loss teams that are pretty – like pretty good but nobody's talking about the debate everybody has usc at four ohio state at five ohio state's only losses the number two team yeah i don't know i think that's more like how they lost and it being at home yeah does it matter like margin of defeat i don't know is there any eye tests i don't i don't know i don't really know what goes into the decision there has to like just like yeah recency bias i'm sure they have to do some like some sort of like margin of loss margin of win i mean yeah i don't know we just needed to expand yeah i mean i truly don't understand why they decided to do four like ever it's better than two (laughs) remember when it was two that was a mess true but true it just like and i mean if it was two i don't know because there's three undefeated teams but like you have five five power conferences why the hell would you think four was enough yeah. Like, I get going from 2 to 12 wasn't probably on the table ever. But you should have went from 2 to 6. I was always a big advocate for 6 and mm-hmm. give the top 2 a bye. Top 2 a bye, yeah. yeah. Cause then like it's Because then there's 5, power 5, and and then an at-large. Yep. Yeah. Nice. but So it's going to 12 and when, like... I think 2025. Yeah, so six. we'll have... But I think it could move up sooner is what I've heard. But mm-hmm. I feel like we'll after see. this year, they are really thinking about doing it sooner uh, because so, yeah like, yeah just because like this is like doomsday scenario with four teams and this is i feel like this is the first year where it's really been like this where it, like there are so yeah. many teams that you can actually have a case for being in the playoff yeah. usually it's there's three three for sure and then you have like last year like a True. cincinnati that yeah you're like oh do we put them in or do we not and like i Technically, like, there are three set teams. Like, if they win, obviously they're in. Yeah. But it feels like there's just so much doubt on if TCU can finish it out. Mm-hmm. I don't – I truly think it's just name brand recognition. Like – Yeah, because Bama shouldn't be six. I mean, they no. have two losses, but they're still just way up there. Yeah. Just because they're Bama. The thing that helps them is, obviously, like you said, they're Bama, but – their combined losses have been four points. Yeah. Both two on the road. good teams. Yeah. To LSU. LSU and Tennessee. Slipped up, and then Tennessee lost. But That was when Tennessee was playing uh-huh. really, really well. Yeah. So. I don't know. I really want it to be these four teams right now because that's kind of some new new colors in yeah. there. No Ohio State, no Bama, no Clemson. I do like seeing USC back up there. I, like, yeah, I don't really like USC, but it's good to see them yeah. back. It's kind of like Nebraska. Te- Once Nebraska yeah. gets back, people are going to be like, yeah, it's good to see them. Back, yeah. You, know? yeah. you don't want it to last too long, though, because then they'll get annoying. Yeah, true. True. But, yeah. Um, this, I I like the over in this. I know the, I, the under score in the though? last five. State? What's that? Which game are we on? <laughs> we kind of got <laughs> sidetracked there. Over under 62. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind the over. Um, give me the frogs. I like the frogs. I think they're gonna get it yeah. done. I do. I think it's gonna be close. I do think it's gonna be close, but TCU will pull it out like they always do. 
Um, let's move to the Pac-12, the other fun one. Utah at USC. USC is favored by three over under 67. Um, big win for USC last week against Notre Dame. They needed that to still have a chance. Um, obviously, we think in with a win. Yeah. I don't um, see how. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially at four. It's kind of it's just the same scenario as TCU, really. They have a loss, but um, it's a team where they're you're easy to kind of push them out just because they haven't been to the top, I feel like. Not as yeah. big of a name brand. I forgot how bad they were last year. They were horrible. Yeah. USC? Yeah. yeah. Lincoln Riley said, like, this isn't going to be an overnight turnaround. Yeah. And then it's just overnight. I mean, you got... That's what Matt Rule said. Yeah. Huh. yeah. True. True. Huh. But you also hmm. got, like, one of the best hmm. transfer portal quarterbacks. Huh. The Sp- best transfer portal wide Spencer receiver. Rattler? Spencer Rattler. <laughs> You see Xavier hmm. Worthy from Texas. Yeah. Removed everything from all of Texas from his Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Played with Casey Thompson. That's yeah. true. It's gonna be um I I like this game. It's a it's a fun like color game. I like Utah. Utah's jerseys, Utah's colors and USC's jerseys are just classic, so I think it'll be a good game. What I I like USC. I do too. What did you think of the line at three? I thought it was going to be more like five and a half or six. Yeah, I thought it was going to be five to seven. That's what I wrote down as I thought. And I get that like these teams have played. Obviously, Utah beat USC. But, I mean, this would definitely be, obviously, they're in regardless at number four. But you also revenge your loss. Like, if they were at five right now, it I think they would for sure get in if say Ohio State was at four, mm-hmm. I think they would definitely get in with a win because you avenge your loss. Um, yeah, I mean, USC's two and three in the last five, which I thought was kind of weird because you just don't think of USC being bad. But yeah. They're three and two against the spread, and then the over's three and two. I don't know. I like USC. Um, I was doing some research today because I didn't get why – Utah got in really because they were tied with Oregon and Washington. And so I looked up the, how they do tiebreakers in the PAC 12 and I wanted to read it to you guys. Cause it's kind of, this one got a little crazy. So I printed off a sheet. I came prepared. Nice. Um, so first it goes head to head best cumulative win percentage in games among the tied teams. And if not every tied team has played each other, you I'm go already to lost. step two. Okay, so Washington, Oregon, Utah, they didn't all play each other. Okay. So Utah so and Washington did not. Out. That so one doesn't count. Step one's gone. Step two is win percentage against all common conference opponents. Must okay. be common among all teams all involved them. in the tie. So all of all three, Washington, Oregon, and Utah played Oregon State, UCLA, Washington State, Arizona, Stanford, in Colorado, and they all went five and one against those teams. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so, so is it just any, any six? Or no, what? the common six. Oh, that they the all team that they've okay. all played. Had to play. Okay, yeah, okay. Gotcha. So we throw that step out. We're on tied. to step three. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, it, it does. Just sucks so that far. they tied. I know because <laughs> those three, are the five three, or those are the two easiest steps. Yes, you yeah. just look at common opponents mm-hmm. and. 
it's tough when those two get thrown out immediately. Yeah. So now we get a little interesting. It goes record against the next highest placed common opponent in the standings based on record in all games played within the conference. I'm proceeding lost through that. the standings. Yep. So UCLA and Oregon State both have a six and three conference record. They were the next two. So it was Washington, Oregon, Utah, obviously UCLA or USC okay. won. Then it goes UCLA and Oregon State. They both have a six and three record making them the highest-ranked common opponents among Utah, Oregon, and Washington. So they all three had to play them. Okay. Utah went 1-1 one and one versus Oregon State and UCLA. Oregon went 1-1 one and one versus Oregon State and UCLA. And Washington went 1-1 one and one against so Oregon State and UCLA. Out. So you throw step three out. Oof. On to step four. How many steps are there total that they go to? They went to four. So this okay. one decided it. Um, so then, hold on, confusing myself, uh, Utah had the advantage in conference, so then it goes to strength of schedule in the conference. So, all the teams that Utah played in the conference, all the teams that Oregon played in the conference, and then all the games that, all the teams that Washington played in the conference, they do all of their combined wins divided by losses or wins divided by games. So they get a percentage. Okay. So Washington's opponents in the PAC 12 this year had 32 wins. Oregon's opponents this year in the PAC 12 had 37 wins and Utah's opponents in the PAC 12 had 38 wins. <laughs> so wow. Utah won. So they went through four steps. How mm-hmm. many steps do they have? total does it say doesn't say because like i don't know what happens if say there's seven steps mm-hmm. what is step i bet eight? one of the steps is like coin flip, coin flip. it Just has to be has to be. but how do you do that if there's three teams <laughs> they didn't plan for that you just hope <laughs> that doesn't happen yeah. i bet some nerds were going crazy oh, doing yeah. all the scenarios for like each team i bet there's some beat writers just I mean, I thought it was fascinating. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. There's no way that that should all just line up perfectly. Like something that, you no. just hope doesn't happen, and then yeah. if it does... Because yeah. when you're going through, like, after step five, you're like, there's no way this happens. Mm-hmm. So you're, I bet they get, like, weird. Yeah. At some point, I feel like you should just go off, like, who has the highest ranked win. I think it should be record against the spread. Ooh. Yeah. At some oh, point. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Because then it matters. Yep. And, Blowout games. And Give the people something. The Trevor, people's that's a fantastic idea. If there's 10 Ooh. steps, that has to be. We could start our own conference. Yes. And every game is just against the spread. <laughs> <laughs> Wins and losses in the conference are decided by the spread. Huh. I think you should something. do that just with the schedule and see who, what team had the best record against the spread, and they're the people's champion. Mm. Yep. Let's move into the SEC championship. LSU at Georgia. Georgia's favored by 17 and a half. Over under is 51. LSU kind of screwed himself last week losing to AM. Yeah, that's a bad one. That was a tough one. Um, you lose to Texas AM. It's not if a You know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. Um, I feel like the spread is kind of big in this game. I don't know. Yeah, 
60% of bets are on LSU, which makes sense because you're getting 17.5 points against a team that's in kind of regardless. Yeah. So it's not like Georgia needs style points. They don't – they need – I mean, obviously, I think they're in regardless, but if they win by 10, it's not preventing them from getting in and it's not going to – be the difference between the two and the or like the three and the four yeah and i think if they get off to like a big lead they're gonna pull their starters. yeah i think i think even if this door. i think even if this isn't like out of hand i think you see stetson bennett come out pretty early yeah there's no need i mean why yeah. would you unless it's close like that's the only reason i like lsu plus the points just mm-hmm. because it doesn't really matter like obviously Georgia wants to win because they still want to be SEC champs. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think like obviously Kirby's not caring about style points at this point. Right. But I mean, you're getting good value with LSU plus seventeen and a half. Like you can lose by two touchdowns. You're yeah. not really out of it. I mean, if you're down twenty four, a touchdown backdoors it. Mm-hmm. If you're down by twenty one, you should get a touchdown and you win. Yeah. So I like LSU. What's crazy is this is the first time they've played since 2018. So that was Joe Burrow. Uh, no. I don't think. Uh, I think it was. I saw it on Twitter. Was it? Joe the, Burrow 2018. Well, they definitely they played in the SEC title game. Joe Burrow, the national championship year for LSU. I oh, do wow. know that. I I think I so. Joe Burrow was a lot. Was no, that 2018? He's been in the no, year. He's been in the league for like three years. Mm, no, I think he's been in the year. I think he's been in the league for years. three years because last year he went to the Super Bowl. That wasn't his rookie year because no. they were yeah. horrible his first year. Yeah, so it must have been the 2019. Is that what you said? 2018. 2018. One of those two. I feel like One of the two. Yeah, if we had fact check guys, that'd be awesome. I thought it was weird that like the last time they played was 2018. Yeah, that is weird. But I mean. LSU is actually 2-0 in the last two and 2-0 against the spread. Hmm. It's not a huge sample size, but I don't know. I just think Georgia doesn't have anything really to prove. They're obviously going to want to win the game, but they're not going to yeah. care if they win by – they don't really care if they win by 14 or if they win by 35. Yeah, right. Um, it's LSU-Georgia, just, it's just a fun game to watch, I feel like. Good colors – solid sec matchup so um anything else on that game no nothing okay uh big 10 purdue at michigan michigan's favored by 16 and a half over under is 51 and a half um michigan slaughtered ohio state last week that was shocking i i didn't think that was going to be the way michigan beat ohio state Mm -mm. i thought it was going to be run it down your throat when kind of tough not throw it around the field and make jj mccarthy look like a heisman candidate yeah i mean that wasn't that was crazy i it's just it's a shame iowa isn't playing in this game <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what so happened we didn't iowa? even talk about that earlier Shoot. that's we did that's a little even bit sweeter just to yeah oh yeah knock him out of the big 10 yeah i mean they would have got embarrassed but yeah still i Weirdly, feel, feel like this game's gonna be kind of close. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either side of this. 
a lot of the money, 79% of money is on Michigan, which I feel like is just kind of recency bias and Purdue's not like a great, it's not a name brand like Wisconsin or even like in Iowa where Mm -hmm. the defense is going to keep it close. But I just don't know what Michigan team you'll see. Is it going to be what we saw all year with just kind of like running down your throat, smash mouth football? Yep. Or is it going to be J.J. McCarthy just throwing it to wide open wide receivers all game? I don't know. Is Blake Corum going to play this game? I doubt it. If he only played two snaps yeah. against Ohio State. Yeah. No idea. Ugh. If Michigan loses. They're still fine. Yeah, you think they're in. still fine? Okay. I think Georgia and Michigan can lose. Because you can't put Ohio State in over Michigan if they were to lose. True. They already beat them. And Bama has two. Lo- Nobody else has one loss. Yeah. Right? Except for USC. But yeah, I think they're fine. But Should be. I don't know. This Wait for it to be tight in the first quarter and live bet Michigan. That's my advice. Yeah. Because they pull away with the second half. Every it's kinda, time. Just kind of a boring matchup. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really matter much. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Purdue, who cares? Um, another game that doesn't matter much is the ACC championship. Clemson at North Carolina. Clemson's favored by seven, seven and a half. Over under is sixty three and a half. Um, I didn't even write down much about this game. I, was, I just don't really care. I was struggling nope. to find stuff. It's pretty even money. Fifty seven percent of bets on North Carolina. I think we're starting to see that DJ is just not who we thought he was going to be. I think he's going to hit the transfer portal because I think it's Cade Klubnick is the backup at Clemson. He's really good. I don't know who we're going to see in this game mm-hmm. because it doesn't really matter. Well, North Carolina kind of sucks now. That's on me. I talked about like three weeks ago, like why isn't anybody talking about North Carolina when they were 9-1 <laughs> and one and they looked really good and then they lost to what? Georgia Tech and yes. somebody bad last week, Someone NC State. State. Yep. Just kind of ended horribly. <sighs> Still in the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. That's this is yeah. meh. Man. No interest. Another no interest game. We'll not be watching. Yeah. yeah. We'll be doing Clemson's other things. Clemson's 2-0 in the last two, dating back to 2015. I, it's just one that doesn't really matter. Yeah. It was. It would be really fun if this was 12 teams because both of these teams would be fighting to get in most likely. Clemson mm-hmm. for sure yeah. would be fighting to get in. Yep. UNC with a win would probably get in. ACC sucks. When's the last ACC championship you've been excited for? Because usually it's like, 12 and 0 Clemson playing Wake Forest or Wake Forest, you, Virginia Tech. team that they're just going to kill and it doesn't Pitt matter. And Clemson are in the same pit. Oh, uh, Pitt, Pitt was good, Pitt yeah, was good last, last year. Because yeah. Yeah, that was but. the first time Clemson hadn't been in it in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like the Big Ten where the two best teams typically are in the same conference yeah. with Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, where sucks. Pitt. And How did Florida Clemson, State not get in? Weren't they pretty good this year? I think they, they kind of. Were they in the, they might the be on the same side as yeah, they might Clemson. Be. Yeah, yes. That'd be I my guess. So. Well, ACC needs to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Another another game I just don't – I get all my information from Twitter, and when you look up the game and there's just no tweets about it, it's yeah. like, who really cares? You know? Notice we didn't talk about the big uh, UTSA-North Texas game. Oh, that, we do <laughs> have a huge game. Do we have a line for that? Uh, I just had it. It is UTSA minus eight and a half. Okay, I was actually on at Friday the, night. I yeah. was at the UTSA game last week at the Alamo Dome. 
Very fun. Good crowd. They like to get drunk. Do they? Good. Um, they have a good time. That's, yeah. And uh, the sacks pulled it out in dramatic fashion yep. last week. Yeah. Start, you you kind of you misled the group chat. You said, I'm at the UTSA game. Yeah. I mean, when you see your buddies at a game, like a random game, you you're going to bet on them. You're going to yeah. support them. I yep. did not regret that. Uh, did you take the live bet at I did. Okay. Yeah. I, did too. I, I live bet their money line when okay. they were down like 14 or yeah. 17. I, I think they were down 17, and I live bet the money line. Yeah. Big time back. comeback. Kind of, uh, kind of been the team of the podcast for mm-hmm. us. Like, we got it. We have a, we just, got a flag. Just randomly said, you know what? I like UTSA overs. Can't spell nutsack without UTSA. Absolutely. Then Dylan starts dating a girl from San Antonio. Yeah. The next what thing, are the odds? next thing you know, yeah. he's at a UTSA game. Yep. Oh. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Congrats Cheering on having a girlfriend, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the sacks in that game. Oh, yeah. Just for yeah, it's a blind, it's it's a blind bet. <laughs> it's the sacks. I'll do it right now. Yep. Got to go to Council Bluffs first. <laughs> yep. Make your way down to Council Bluffs. Um, let's move into the Boys Down Bad Parlay Championship Edition, Week 14. Peters, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm just going to take UNC plus 7.5. I just think Dabo's going to start DJ, and I just don't think he's the guy. I think they'd be better off starting the second string guy. I like UNC Moneyline just as a little sprinkle, but sure. I'm just going to roll with UNC plus seven and a half. I feel like the game means a lot more to UNC. Yeah. They won a, when's the last time they've won an ACC title? Yeah, and I just think DJ on his way out. Yeah. I like that. Trev? I'm just going TCU minus two and a half. They just just don't overthink it. They keep roll. They keep rolling. Vegas keeps trying to get all cute with them with these low spreads. Sometimes they're even underdogs. You keep thinking, hell, this is the time. This is when their luck runs out. This is when their season ends. And they just keep they keep winning. Mm-hmm. It's not always the prettiest. Last week they dominated. I fell for the trap with Iowa State. I'm learning from it. Yep. I'm taking TCU and not looking back. Just just do it. Maybe if you're scared, take the money line. But yeah, scared of the points. But I love that. Love that pick. Do we have Chris's? Do it's in the chat. Him? Oh, it, it's a, yeah, he sent something. It's definitely in the chat, I believe. Oh, um, I can say mine yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, you go for it. I'm going with the Clemson, North Carolina over 63.5. I just think North Carolina, terrible defense. Clemson still puts up points, um, and North Carolina scores a lot of points. So have two picks in the same game. Two teams that can score a lot of points. Spells an over. Love it. Yeah. Do we have it? Yeah. He has Tulane UCF over 65 and a half. No reason. Love it. No reason. Love that. Lock it up. We're going to hit this last one of the year. Yeah, put everything you have on this one. We are so due. We'll have bowl season. We will, but still put everything you have responsibly in Council Bluffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, now got something a little unique. We've got 60 seconds with a Panthers fan, our buddy Lou. Matt Rule came from the Panthers, and he's got a little insight on that as well. He's perfect guy to ask. Perfect Panthers guy. fan, and he's also a Husker fan. So perfect timing. So let's see hear what from Lou. Lou has to say. All right, and now on 60 seconds with an NFL fan, we welcome on Lou. He is a Panthers fan, and he also has some thoughts on Matt Rule. So Lou, the floor is yours. I'll touch on the Panthers first. Uh, Biggest thing that's uh, my biggest gripe with the Panthers right now 
And a bit of a QB carousel. Um, that's kind of been the theme the last five years. Um, are we fighting for a playoff spot or are we trying to get a top pick to pick Bryce Young or C.G. Stroud? That's kind of been the biggest thing with Carolina after firing Matt Rule. Um, since 2017, we've kind of seen a revolving door at the position. We've seen Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, P.J. Walker, uh, Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I'm about some so fed up with Baker Mayfield. I think he should go work as a car salesman. I mean, his future <laughs> in the NFL is about done. Um, and then our owner. Our owner is another big topic for Panthers fans. Um, second richest owner in the NFL after the Walmart um, people bought the Broncos. But he has all the money in the world, but he chooses not to spend any of it um, to help the football team, which is uh, rather frustrating. Um, but quick positive note on the Panthers. Really like the core we're building around. Um, have franchise left tackle, defensive end, cornerback, safety. And then Dante Foreman, after the McCaffrey trade, he's kind of stepped up to the bat. He's uh, he's rushed for 100 yards in four out of the six games, which is actually more than Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, um, Alvin Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey, believe it or not. But um, to Matt Rule content, um, I believe he didn't work out in Carolina. Um, I wasn't a fan of the hire when he was initially hired. I wanted actually Josh McDaniels, which he's not looking too good with the Raiders. So uh, that worked out in hindsight. Um, but the first thing Matt Rule did in Carolina that we didn't, our relationship uh, as a fan and head coach didn't get off to the great start. He released my favorite player, Cam Newton. Um, and the way he did it really bothered me. He released him after uh, like free agency had our started so he didn't have an opportunity to sign with another team and then kind of after he got fired it got leaked out that matt rule had a total say of what was being posted on social media um which makes sense because there's a tweet um back in 2020 it was like a poll of uh the favorite greatest panther ever it was steve smith luke keekley and julius peppers uh kind of odd you don't have cam noon in that um tweet and then there's just a bunch of other things with matt rule that just he wasn't ready yet. I mean, he had, he was getting input from his wife to draft Chubba Hubbard from Oklahoma state. He drafted a long snapper in the sixth round when the long snapper, when he called him thought he was an undrafted free agent. Um, and then one of the biggest things that came after he got fired and honestly made me kind of mad was he tried to make a brand and he called it the way of the Panther. And I'll read an actual quote Matt Rule says, Pepsi tastes like Pepsi 24 hours a day. We have a brand at the Panthers. The brand defines us, both on the field and in everyday life. We are the toughest, hard work, hardest working team, the most competitive team in the NFL. To me, that seems kind of uh, given that um, an NFL team should be hardworking and competitive and tough. I mean, that's just the NFL in general. Um, and then the senior bowl, when he was coaching college players, he had another quote that I sent Trevin. It says, the harder you get coached, the more than you have to then coach. And then just the nail in the coffin was two wins at home in two and a half years. And his record when the other team scores 27 points per game was one in 27. So, okay. yeah, if, if the other team was going to score, you were just kind of you knew you were done. So, but. I do. Th I will say this. After seeing his press conference at Nebraska, Matt Rule does definitely look better in red than he does in Carolina blue. <laughs> awesome. So you think, I don't know. I don't know if you know much about like the transition to NFL to college. Just give us some insight. Do you think he'll, what, what are your thoughts on him being at Nebraska? You think he'll succeed or is it just hard to tell? 
So I think the biggest thing, like him coming to Nebraska, um, it was reported that he rejected us the first time after the five-year deal. I think his biggest thing was job security, um, getting the eight-year deal, because, I mean, Carolina offered him a seven-year deal. And, you know, he said Rome wasn't built in a day, and, like, he wanted to fulfill that seven-year deal. And granted, if he would have gotten seven years, I do think in Carolina he maybe turns around. But in the NFL, that you don't get that much time. Um, you have to show some growth, and, like, he had – five wins in his first two years and started one and four. You just don't get that opportunity. So I do like him coming to Nebraska and him. He is a program builder. That's what he does um, at Temple and Baylor. He just didn't get the time at Carolina. So I am excited to see because with his contract, I think, and how long we kept Frost, I think he's going to be here a minimum of five years at least. Um, so I'm excited to see where he goes from there. Um, and especially the staff he builds with the the 7 million we got to, Good. Good. That was glad, perfect. Glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. We love it. We kind of hyped him up earlier in the pod. And <laughs> good. I think everybody's kind of on the same page where, you know, he sucked in the NFL. Everybody knows that, but it's a different league. Yeah. So, yeah, so did so did Saban. I mean, it's a it's a tough urban exactly. urban had a tough tough go. He's yeah. the next Saban. Absolutely. Yeah. I will well, thanks for being on, dude. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. I had a blast. All right. All right. Thank you, Lou, for that great insight on the Panthers and Matt Rule. Thank you, Lou. I'm fired up. Thank you. Still all in. Um, let's move into our NFL locks for the week. We've been scalding hot on these, so I would recommend tailing. Peters? Uh, yeah, so I have Chris's first. He has the Lions plus one. Didn't give a reason. Who do they play? Love it. They played the Jaguars. Jaguars, okay. Jaguars coming off a big win. Yeah, I do like that. At Beat home. the Ravens. Yep, that's a good pick. Yeah, like so that. shout out to the TikTok commenter who said, How do you call this a lock when you say you don't know the NFL that well? <laughs> it's called following trends. Sorry, I don't watch every single second of every game. <laughs> I just like college more. I did see that. So, what I'm going to do again is follow another trend. So, I'm going to take. Colts, Cowboys under 43 and a half. It's an 11 point spread. It's since we started doing this segment, it's 2 and 0. Can you recap what the trend is? Yeah, so the trend is if a team is favored by more than nine and a half points, you take the under because they're either going to get up huge or it's going to be an ugly game. Mm -hmm. So you take the under, under 43 and a half, and it's working. It's 2 and 0 since we started. 2 and 0 or 3 and 0. Depending on when we started. Yep. Because I don't know. Just ride it. Trev? My NFL lock is coming from the biggest game of the week uh, when the 4-7 and seven Cleveland Browns travel down to Houston to take on the 1-9-1 and one Houston Texans. It's the return of Deshaun Watson back to Houston. First game back from the suspension. Mm-hmm. And we're taking the Texans. Plus 7. Don't be a coward. Take the money line, too. Mm-hmm. This is the crowd's going to be fired up texans have absolutely nothing to play for would want nothing more than to beat the browns deshaun's 10 of deshaun's victims are going to be in the <laughs> i <laughs> thought it was like 20 20 <laughs> is victims the right word is that uh, insensitive yeah, accusers. accusers accusers yeah victims sound a little harsh yeah but <laughs> 10 of his accusers will be in the crowd just getting in his head yep it's just a big moment for the browns they're coming off a huge win off the bucks too mm-hmm. so uh Take the Texans, take the points, take the money line, lock it in. I love that. Boys, I have a lock of the year for the NFL. Oh, oh. All right. I'm 
I'm getting my app out right now to so bet it. So I would uh, recommend tailing this because there's no chance that it misses. Okay. It's the Jets and uh-huh. the Vikings yep. over oh. 45 and a half. Ooh. We've got Mike White, True. the GOAT, versus a 12 o'clock Kirk Cousins, also uh-huh. GOAT. Uh-huh. The Vikings have allowed 35 points per game over the past three games. Their defense is playing horrifically. Mike White is that dude taking over for Zach Wilson. He's winning the job, and he's playing well. And there's no way that this doesn't hit. Love that. Thank you. Love that. You want to hit bet for me? Yeah. And by bet, he means direction. Yep, I just hit it. The Counts of Bluffs. Mentally that was, bet. That looks like a 50 burger. Yeah, we dropped fight. a 50 burger. <laughs> Mike White and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> It'll hit. I love your confidence. It will hit. Thank you. Coming off a game of the year loss in college, but we'll get it back yeah, with Vanderbilt. Back. Not a ton of NFL news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. I'm sure um, that sounded smooth. Aaron Rodgers is a pussy. Hurt. He's soft. Should be in um, jail. Should be in jail. Peter says he should rehab in jail. I hear they have a great rehab for thumbs in jail. In jail. So. Oh, gosh. Bears Packers play this weekend. Yeah. And Rodgers is going to be out. Jordan Love's going to take over. Fields is going to be in, and they're still going to lose, and it's just going to suck. Because yeah. this seems like perfect time for the Bears to finally beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. All the stars are aligned, and it's probably not going to happen. How and excited I have to were hear you? about that. How excited were you for the – um, opportunity for a Nathan Peterman start last oh, week. Oh, would have been magical. We could have seen Nathan Peterman versus Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't get. Well, there any was a tweet that. that said Peterman's going to start. Yes, and he just didn't because who, Simeon uh, pulled Simeon, an oblique yeah. in pregames, which I don't know how that happens. Yeah, then he powered through and lost by twenty-one. So yeah. Peterman <laughs> couldn't have been worse. I miss Peterman so much. Hey, Bears have the. I think if the season ended now, we'd have the second overall draft pick. So there's something been, to be. It's happy. been a good you, season. Yeah, build around the fields. Pick? Do you trade back for more picks? Yeah, because they don't really need, they a don't need a quarterback. And it's a quarterback heavy draft. Probably. What do you go get? Wide out. Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman. Yeah. Or yeah, anybody on the defense. Your <laughs> defense is. Or you cheeks. could just trade. Yeah, I mean, get somebody and then trade back to like mid first round. Could do that. Yep. Think, somebody think needs you're a looking up. Like, somebody will obviously need a quarterback. Uh-huh. There's a decent amount in this draft. Yeah, because so. you have C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, who sucks. <laughs> Peters hates <laughs> Will Levis. Yeah, he sucks. Adrian Martinez. Adrian Martinez, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Not a lot happened in the NFL. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, boys, good pod. I'm all in on Matt Rule. Obviously, maybe next week we'll go through the schedule and give. Yeah, our, I was gonna uh, say, what's the schedule look like? Pretty save good. That, save that for next week. Yeah, yeah, so just a little well. little sneak peek. It's looking good for the Huskers. Looking very good. So, all right, this is the Boys Down Bad podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Trev. Peters. Have yourselves a top ten weekend.